What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Dad Needs to Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Robert. And today, I'm going to talk about my chaotic Saturday with my family and what I've been doing for my chill Sunday. So let's get to it. today. Um, I've been trying to recover (laughs) from a very, very wild and long Saturday. So just kind of just up up top, um, got a couple housekeeping things I'm going to mention, but first just kind of brief recap of the chaos that was my Saturday. So and, and I can't remember like how much of this I mentioned before, how much I didn't. But anywho, this Saturday was the first Saturday of the track season. So not only did we have, you know, two of my kids are now in track now. My oldest daughter that's been running for five, six years. But my middle son is in track for the first time as well. And so, you know, it, it's enough nerves and stuff, whatever, you know, getting the kids back in the swing of stuff, but to add to the chaos, their track meets were on opposite directions of the DFW Metroplex, like, my daughter's was down south of the Metroplex, and my son's was a little bit further up, so it was basically, like, both were, like, 40 minutes from my house in the opposite direction. And so pretty much what, you know, obviously me and my wife had to do a little divide and conquer. So I took my daughter to hers. My wife took middle boy to his. And so, yeah, that led to a very early, very long, very busy Saturday because I had to get up at six something because we had to be there by around eight so and even though us getting there no eight or whatever it was still a bit of time because it was a while before they got to her race and stuff so anywho so yeah so got up like around six something saturday morning got her ready um i took vash with me so i was on baby duty so yeah, we went out there. She ran. I think she, uh, so, so the, the reason why everything's kind of split up is because she's also in AAU track for the first time this year. So that's what led to, okay, the, the divide and conquer. Cause if she was just still on the regular, just normal track stuff, then, you know, we would have all just been going to the same location, but the AAU stuff, was at a different spot, so, so yeah, so, but anywho, she ran the 800 on Saturday, so, actually, matter of fact, let me back up, she actually, she had a 400 meter race Friday that my wife took her to, because, obviously, I was at work, because it happened in the middle of the day, Friday, and I think, I think she did okay in that one, but 
I think overall, because it was like 51 kids that ran. And so I think she only ended up getting, because obviously they split them up into like multiple heats. And so her time overall, I think she ended up landing like somewhere in the middle, so like around like 20th or so of 50. So, but Saturday in the 800, she got fourth in her heat, but time-wise, she got ninth overall. So she qualifies to go to regionals and track um, in AAU. So we'll be doing that sometime in the coming weeks, whenever that comes up. But overall, she you know she was doing good, you know, considering like I said, she you know, like I mentioned before, because of what happened last year with COVID and stuff, we lost a whole year of that. So you know, for her first couple of weeks, whatever, she did pretty good getting back in the group of things. And so, so yeah, so we did that and, you know, got to meet some other cool parents and stuff from other teams and stuff. Then we got to sit around and chat and stuff with while we were waiting for events to go through. So, yeah, so we did that. Then we drove an hour to my middle son's track meet because, of course, he still hadn't run yet because they kept on changing up the schedule and stuff. And so we left... My daughters meet about, I'm trying to think, because like I said, we got there by 8 something, but I think we didn't leave until almost like knocking on noon. So, yeah, we got to the other meet around noon, 1 o'clock, somewhere in there. And he ran a 100 meter race. Because um, I think I think that one, I think the coach just tossed everybody in. I was like, you know what, even though this might not be what you came here for, just run this, whatever. And he ended up getting first place in his heat. So he was very happy about that. You know, his first official track race, and he got a blue ribbon for that one. And then for the 400-meter race, he got second place, which, once again, is good. And so I think, I think he'll, you know, continue to do better because, you know, for one, I'm proud of him because, you know, he stayed focused because this is, this is the son I've talked about before where sometimes his attention span is like, you know, you blink and he's elsewhere doing something else, whatever. So, you know, I've, you know, had that talk with him and stuff beforehand and yeah, came out, so Went home with a couple W's. Um, oh, also my daughter, she also changed jerseys to run to run over at the. I think what did she do with this one? I think the 400 meter, or did she do? No, no, no. She did the 800 meter at, at this other one, and she ended up getting second place. So yeah, overall, you know, a couple, you no know, first place, a couple second places, came out really good. But by this time, it was, let me think, like two-something by the time we finished up. And then didn't get home until about three-something. And at four o'clock, I had another podcast I was recording yesterday on, which I'll talk about in a minute. But I was like, man, so, you know, been up since since 6 a.m., running around, doing all this stuff going to multiple track meets, got home, had 30 minutes to eat and stuff, whatever, before 
having to do this other show, which lasted almost two hours, and then, you know, had a missed call from my old friend to catch up on. So by the time it was all said and done, it was like 7 p.m. When I was finally able to be like, okay, let's chill <laughs> and eat and stuff, whatever. So, so yeah, so, yeah, Saturday was a very, very busy day. But overall, really good. I am trying to figure out, you know, and just kind of just tossing this out. I don't know, I guess like trying to figure out good balance between you know, me doing the podcast and stuff and making sure I'm not, you know, stretching myself out too thin and also making sure I'm not being too sporadic with the stuff I put out because obviously these main episodes like this one, you know, hey, it's always no, hey, Monday morning, it's going to be there. But, you know, any of y'all that have been following me for a little bit of time know that sometimes, hey, it might be a random Wednesday or Saturday or Thursday night or whatever, and I'll drop a random episode. And so, yeah, like I said, I'm just trying to figure all this stuff out because some of it, because of one with me being so new and me not really knowing like how many people out there actually listen to this, it's like people cool with that, not cool with that, does it really even matter because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, hey, if I feel like I want to say something and get it out there, I'm going to do it. Um, and, and I know I mentioned this before, but it does feel like sometimes that I kind of have my out podcast output sometimes feels like it's operating like a YouTube channel to like, oh, hey, so-and-so dropped a new YouTube video out the blue, but I'm just doing that podcast form, you know? So who knows? You know, but we'll, we'll see. Like I said, it's just a lot of, like, thinking, experimenting, trying to figure stuff out. I am still, you know, kind of piecing together ideas for getting, like, a really nicely made logo because I want to eventually be able to do even, like, small stuff like the shirt or hats and stuff. And, yeah, just feel like it'd be something cool to do. You know, just have, hey, hey, dad needs to talk, t hat, t-shirt, whatever the case may be. So, hopefully, sometime in the coming months, you know, I'll be able to get that situated. But, yeah, it, it, it's kind of funny. I had tweeted out yesterday, just random things like, man, I think I have an idea for a logo, but I wish I could draw, yada, yada, yada. I'm guessing people have, like, alerts set up to where hey if somebody mentions logo or design or something they get a notification because within seconds i had all types of people responding to my tweet dropping in my dms I'm like yo hey let's let's work together what, what do you need done what do you need done and i'm like whoa 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 <laughs> slow down y'all so yeah you know we'll, we'll see you know if hey if any of y'all might be interested in Hey, Dad needs to talk, shirt, hat, socks. No, I'm playing. <laughs> Let me know. So, anywho, moving on to a couple couple of housekeeping things. So, first up, kind of in relation to stuff that I've been doing. So, earlier last week, I had got to guest, uh, guest appear on a Dr. Stone podcast called Kicking Stones with a couple of friends of mine, uh, most of which I think that I've 
worked with before on the My Hair Academia podcast. So, because a lot of us on there have separate shows and separate things, whatever that we do. And so, but yeah, we, we talked about Dr. Stone manga chapters, I believe it was 195 to 198 at that time. So, very fun discussion. I'm not sure when that episode is going to be out, but it should be out within the coming weeks. So, be on the lookout for that. Like I said, it's a Kicking Stones, Dr. Stone podcast. And the one I was on Saturday that just went live earlier today is a podcast called Dad Without a Dad. And so I got to be on there with one of the hosts name, whose name was uh, Jose. And yeah, we kind of just talked about our lives as dads, our upbringing and households without fathers. And just even just just other just random topics, you know, he even asked me, you know, like what some of my favorite anime and games were, what I'm currently playing and recommendations, all that stuff. So that was kind of fun. We did that at the end. But otherwise, yeah, it was just us just talking about life, our lives as dads and, you know, our parenting philosophies and upbringings and all that stuff so so yeah so check that out like i said it's called dad without a dad podcast so yeah um another quick thing that just happened a few minutes ago i finally got added to the catalog of blackanimepodcast.com so this website and the guy that runs it He's been cataloging all black content creators that do anime coverage. And so, you know, it could be, you know, podcasting, whether it's, you know, just audio only, YouTube, whatever the case may be. And it is dozens, if not, you know, hundreds of people on that site. Some of which that I listen to myself and many other people that I found for the first time through there. So, and it's, you know, black podcast host from all walks of life so yeah if, if anybody out there is looking for some other podcast anime podcast stuff to listen to and specifically if you're looking for other fellow black podcast hosts check it out like i said it's a uh, black anime podcast.com so yeah um you know shouts out to him thank you for uh Add me to the catalog. So a big honor and privilege to be, you know, counted amongst so many other cool and great people. So let's see. And last last bit of housekeeping I kinda wanna mention is just a reminder that next weekend or next week in general is the start of E three. So still kind of up in the air of like how I want to handle that. You know, because obviously this is my first time with E3, with me having this platform now. So, yeah, I don't really know how I want to proceed with this. Because so, and I know I mentioned this before, but I'll say it again. You know, part of me, I'm kind of thinking if, if there's been enough news on a certain day, maybe I'll just do like a little quick news roundup for the day you know maybe just maybe like hey e3 day one 
or hey E3 Xbox conference whatever the case may be and yeah just kind of just recap some of the stuff because yeah I definitely know if I try to hold out on all this news until the next main podcast next week that's going to be ridiculous and a bit bloated um, especially because you know next Sunday or Sundays is when all the manga chapters drop as, drop as well so it's going to be talking about E3, manga chapters, my anime TV stuff. It's going to be a lot. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, maybe, maybe I'll just do a couple, like, mini episodes just kind of just recapping the news for those of y'all out there. I would, you know, and, and, of course, this is, like, a learning year. So, hopefully, maybe in the future, maybe I'll get to do, like, some type of maybe, like, live stream or something talking about it or you know, getting a Discord or something set up. Um, I, I have a Discord account, but I'm still, it's still not part of my normal routine. So I'm still kind of trying to learn that platform and stuff. So, but but I feel like once I kind of learn it and get better used to it, it might be a good thing to have, you know, for events like this. And yeah, and even just for us to kind of just chat and hang out. So we'll see. But yeah, E3 is coming. And like I said, just, just be on the lookout for your fees of news updates and stuff. So yeah, it's going to be a fun and busy week coming up. So let me see. Let me take a quick little break. And then we'll come talk about some TV and anime. Okay, so let's see. So first off, let's start our anime talk with... Megalobox Nomad. So I believe this was episode 10 today. So yeah, we kind of pick up things again with newspapers and rumors spreading that Joe or that Mac wants to face Joe in a match. So, so yeah, so yeah, we kind of, the episode basically just follows various people talking to Joe about this situation and you know, him kind of having the struggle as far as, like, should he do it, should he not do it? And at one point, he has a flashback to Pops, the old man, and, you know, just kind of reminiscing about how, you know, he had promised to, you know, finish the fight and stuff against Liu, regardless of, you know, whatever state that Pops might be in. So, yeah, that, that was just kind of interesting on that front. And I'm trying to think of Joe ends up running into Mac at the hospital because Mac came to go visit Liu and Joe was on his way there as well. And they, you know, crossed paths there and stuff. And Mac introduces himself and his family to Joe. And then Joe kind of notices and sees similarities between him between Mac and Chief from earlier in the season. And so, so yeah, so he ends up, you know, just going and talking to more people. The, I can't think of his name, but the kind of the trainer dude that's been helping Sachio train and stuff kind of ends up coming and talking with Joe. And, you know, Joe basically, you know, remarks about how, you know, he wasn't in the proper mentality and stuff when he was fighting against Liu back in the day. 
but now, you know, more or less, he is doing this for what he believes, you know, is, is the correct way, the right way of going about this fight. And so, we have a, a situation or a moment between Joe and Sachio because, you know, Sachio sees the paper and obviously he's pissed off and stuff. And so, later in the episode, or pretty much towards the end of the episode, Sachio is in the, in the uh, gym training and stuff, and the organizer guy that owns the facility, you know, is basically asking him, hey, how long have you been doing this, or are you ready to actually start winning some matches, so on and so forth, and then Joe and the trainer guy walks in, and basically they end up having a, a little sparring match putting everything on the line and it's like hey if Sachio wins then Joe promises to leave and never come back but if Joe wins then Sachio has to give up boxing and so they duke it out and Joe does not hold back now granted now he might have held back a little bit but basically he didn't take it easy on him and so he ends up winning, and but through this fight, Sachio finally lets go of a lot of the guilt that he's felt because, you know, remember, he was the one that told Joe, hey, get out of here, don't come back, we don't need you, be gone. And so, you know, that's kind of weighed on him a lot. And so, yeah, they end up clashing, but coming to a understanding by the end. And so, yeah, it looks like it looks like things are heading towards this fight between Mac and Joe. And another important moment along the way was the uh, Shirahoko, the the lady that runs that, basically like her brother Stasis Paper came out and started, you know, getting people questioning about the brand chip thing. And they end up having like a board meeting talking about everything. And she mentions to the board that, hey, she knows not. She basically, she feels like they should pull out of this deal because, you know, if things go sideways, then, you know, that could be bad for them. But of course, the other board members are like, you're crazy. Like, we, like, this company barely set a float before we struck this deal. So, no. So then we have a moment where. Her brother just finished lecturing a class, and then the assistant to the Roscoe dude shows up, and she's talking to the Shiriko brother. I can't. I really need to start writing, start writing down names. But anywho, they're talking, and through their conversation, you know, basically she more or less tells him like, "Hey, back off." Or, or make a comment about, you know, basically withdrawing his, you know, theories and stuff from the thesis. Otherwise, they're going to take legal action. And he's basically like, he, he says a line to her and basically commenting on a paper that she wrote when she was in college because he taught her five years ago. She was one of his first students. And so, so yeah, so they kind of have a moment of talking and stuff. And so, 
Yeah, not sure how that whole situation is going to play out, but yeah, overall though, this was just uh, such an, another just so good episode of Megalobox. I had actually, I'm shout out, I just read a news article on Anime News Network where they interviewed the director and somebody else from Megalobox and basically just talking to them about their roadmap and their thoughts as far as like how this season came to be and then them talking about you know like the different themes and joe's journey the story all that stuff they talk about all that in the article so yeah if you're a fan of uh of megalobox and and especially this season season two nomad go check out that article like i said it's on anime news network so you just search for anime news network and megalobox or even on on my on the podcast twitter at that needs to talk check it out i've retweeted it there as well so yeah megalobox season two still good 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 <laughs> so let's see so next up i have something new i'm gonna bring to the table today it's a netflix or it's a new series that just debuted this weekend on netflix called sweet tooth now <laughs> if you're like me and you're not familiar with this property so Sweet Tooth is a comic book, a, a Warner Brothers comic book series. So, yeah, it's a a DC Comics series that ran from September 2009 to August 2021. Okay, so I guess it's still going, but it's going to be wrapping up by the end of this year. So, yeah, I knew nothing about this part of the series for me. When I hear Sweet Tooth, I'm thinking about the clown from Twist from the Twisted Metal video game, Twisted Metal video game series. So, <laughs> yeah, when I saw Sweet Tooth trending and all this stuff, whatever, I'm like, I'm like, did they do a live action Twisted Metal movie or something? You know, that that was like the thoughts that <laughs> that went through my head until like I saw this picture of like this little boy. It looked like a deer, you know, they had like deer ears and the, uh, antlers and stuff. And I'm like, what the heck is this? And so, yeah, I watched that today. Uh, I'm trying not to go too spoiler. I, I guess I'll give general thoughts before we get into spoilers. So, in general, like I said, it's this on Netflix based off of a DC comic series. And it was eight episodes. The episodes fluctuated from anywhere from, you know, 35, 40 minutes to about 55 minutes on average. So it was, you no, know, it wasn't consistent. It was some episodes, was like, oh, 30, you know, 50 minutes. Some episodes was 35. So, yeah. So I guess I'm trying to think like the best way to even <laughs> kind of like summarize this thing, like I said, just to kind of give a kind of a general background so so I, okay so i guess basically the basic premise of it is at least based off of the movie don't i don't know how much they might have adapt, no, taken 100 percent or changed whatever from the comic but the show it follows 
little boy named Gus, who the main character, he's, like I said, a little half deer, half human boy person that they call hybrids. So basically, this virus, there's this random big virus outbreak, and it starts killing off a bunch of people. One of the ways you can tell that somebody has is that their pinky finger starts twitching like ridiculously. So, yeah, virus outbreak. And during this virus outbreak, or during this time or whatever, people start having hybrid, hybrid children. So, yeah. And so there's like this big thing as far as like, okay, did the virus cause the hybrid children or did the hybrid children happen because of the virus? So, so yeah, so basically, yeah, that, that's kind of like the setting or the setup of the stories like, hey, virus outbreak causes these uh, hybrid kids to be born. And so, yeah, the, the main character, his dad, the person that's raising him, they, he had him isolated like deep in the woods in Yellowstone National Park, cabin out in the woods within a big fenced in area. And yeah, the boy grew up there pretty much unaware of the majority of the rest of the world for about eight, nine years. And certain things happen. He meets other characters and he ends up going on a journey uh, across the country to go look for somebody or something and yeah that that's like so that's kind of like a surface level basic premise so like i said i want to say this thing fully blind the only thing that i knew going in was that oh this is maybe loosely based off of a comic series but i did not want to look up anything it was just literally after i you know read my manga and stuff this morning i was kind of sitting there i was like I want to watch something. I'm like, okay, this sweet tooth thing is like eight episodes. I think I can knock this out today. So, yeah, so I started watching it, and then my wife was in the room, and she, you know, came in like partway through the first episode. I was like, oh, what is this? And then she ended up getting hooked as well. And then pretty much we both watched it all day. That's literally was like <laughs> a good chunk of our afternoon was just watching Sweet Home. So, yeah, like I said, overall, I would give it. You know, solid thumbs up recommendation if you're looking for something, you know, interesting, um, a little wholesome, has some dark moments and stuff, but not too crazy because it is rated, it's like PG-14. It is like PG-14, so nothing too, too outrageous, but still not like bubblegum and rainbows either, so you know, it, it, I guess one thing I will say is what I said, it was kind of weird watching this now in the context of the current world that we're living in where, hey, we just went through a actual pandemic and so seeing a lot of people in the movie having to wear a mask and freaking out when, like, oh, she's coughing and stuff, whatever, you know, we got to do something. So, yeah, but yeah, overall, that surface level, you know, if this sounds interesting, Go check it out. Like I said, Netflix show is called Sweet Tooth, eight episodes long. Yeah. So now going to a little bit more spoiler territory, details and stuff. You have been warned. Spoilers for Sweet Tooth. 
So yeah, so man, so this episode, this series went some places. Now you know it, it's you know obviously hey, it's not it's not like the most unique story or whatever, but it was enough to keep me hooked until the end, and I was man, I was pissed. <laughs> Not in a bad way, but just like, man, I really wanted more when I was getting towards the end of the, the last episode. And I'm like, okay, how are they going to wrap all this up unless they're just setting this up for, hey, there's going to be more seasons and whatever else in the future. And that's what they did. So my wife was pissed too. She was like, damn it, they ended like that. So, so, so taking a step back, so, you know, just all these different characters that we learned, that we meet along the way from, you know, the doctor and his wife, who is said the, the black guy that he called Big Man, obviously Gus, all the kids or the teens that, you know, wanted to be hybrids and help them out and stuff to, you know, our villain guy. But yeah, overall, it was like really cool just you know even like at the beginning with the dad you know sheltering gus and keeping him within this locked in fenced off area to you know gus having to venture out on his own and so but with him being so sheltered you know he's also very innocent pure gullible so you know, it's like, it's like certain points of the movie, it's like, come on, dude, you know, like, like him about to walk off when, when he met, uh, Bear, the chick named Bear, nicknamed Bear, at the market thing, she was like, oh, hey, we have hybrids, come with us, even though she did have good intentions, but still just the fact that, like, some random person is like, hey, I'll help you come with me, and he about to go with him to, you know, when he lost his little stuffed animal thing, and was flipping out about that and put them in danger on the train about that to, you know, when he walkie-talkie called on the radio for help and then the people came, shot the black dude and, uh, and took him away. But overall, you know, like I said, it was good. Some of like the twists and turns, like, like finding out that the, uh, what's his name? Jeff, the black guy Jeff, finding out that like, you know, he used to be part of this, you know, the group of the, uh, what's it called, the uh, the last men going around, you know, killing people, kidnapping hybrid children, all this stuff, whatever, and then come to find out later on that like, oh, you know, he had a wife and a kid, his son was born as a hybrid, like kind of like a goat kid, and I wonder if... If his son was one of the kids that we saw at the uh, at the preservation that the that that one lady had at the zoo, because there was a black kid, he had like black fur and stuff around his head, like the baby was hurt in the episode, and then we can't see his feet to see if he has like the hooves, because he looked like he's like a bull hybrid or something. So we can't see if he has hooves because he has on like rain boots or whatever. So I think that might be him because man, the way they was tying together all these areas and stuff. Because like the little pig girl is Bear's sister, 
from her adoptive family. So there's that connection there. And yeah, this was just like a very interesting and just overall wild ride. Um, oh, and then of course, like them going on the journey to find Gus's quote unquote mom only for it to be you know for for them to you know finally make it to the house but the mom's not there but a friend of hers is there and then again the backstory of how the dad and the mom met the dad was a janitor the mom was a scientist they happened to meet hung it at a bar and like their first date night she you know finally got home started trying to make some moves and stuff about the kids and stuff and she gets a call that the government has come to the lab and is trying basically is confiscating all the research and everything and so this is when we find out that gus is an is an acronym for a science project that they're working on and that he was basically the, the first hybrid that they created and so yeah she went back found him basically gave him to the dad and asked him to take care of you know Gus and stuff keep him safe while she tries to go back and destroy her research and stuff and yeah then just getting that reveal at the very end that the mom is still alive but she's in freaking Alaska was like whoa okay cool you know so we have all these pieces together and man <laughs> shoot hell maybe, maybe i should have did a separate episode for this but i'm trying to go into them but and, and even the stuff like with the doctor and you know it's like him taking over or or him basically being around when all this was first going on to you know him trying to find a cure for his wife and you know him and his wife causing chaos in their little town that they're in and yeah now he has a batch of hybrid kids to try to experiment on and stuff whatever so oof but yeah but overall yeah man that this was a really cool really good series so yeah if, if for whatever reason if you still listen to this <laughs> check it out if, if, if you haven't yet so hey got spoiled on some big plot points but hey it's still go check it out it's a good series so yeah so that's uh, like i said sweet tooth based off of the comic series but yeah sweet tooth on netflix eight episodes check it out so let's move right along to talking about some manga so this week we're going to start off with one piece so we got one piece manga chapter 1015 titled chains so this week <laughs> on the cover page we have senior pink being confused for a baby by a stork so yeah just <laughs> this funny picture just this stork carrying senior pink in a, like a little hammock looking thing so very funny cover page but yeah, pretty much we, we this chapter pretty much just picks right back up to, you know, the aftermath of everybody hearing, oh my God, you know, Kaido beat Luffy, and you know, starting off with Luffy, you know, continuously sinking into the water as 
everybody's fighting, you know, uh, Queen and Chopper still fighting. Chopper's whining, like, oh my god, how could Luffy lose? What are we supposed to do now? And it's like, I know I saw some other people talking about it. I think it was like Kendra on the, uh, from the My Hero podcast that kind of made a comment about, like, like, okay, yes, Chopper is like the youngest one in the crew or whatever, but it's like, come on. It's like, Chopper's been, been with the crew for too long for him to be acting like, like he ain't seen you know, Luffy pulls some freaking miracles off, and so, so yeah, so, because, because even, you know, when Sanji shows up to help him out, right when a pair of sparrows raining down some candy arrows, you know, Sanji comes in, and basically he's like, like, come on, dude, like, Chopper, how many miracles have we seen, you know, you know, Luffy pulled through and do or whatever. So, yeah, so, you know, now, you know, kind of leading up to, or that's, this is, now we're kind of getting a setup now for Sanji versus Queen, which would be very cool to see. And then we ended up getting, oh, yeah, then, you know, Sanji gives Zoro to Chopper for him to heal him. And so, yeah, then we kind of move back over and we, you know, pick up with Kaido, after he brought the club down on Kenimon's head. So Kenimon is just on the ground, just twitching. And so he is struggling and trying to, you know, get back up and stuff. As, you know, he's kind of having flashbacks to, you know, everything we saw earlier with, you know, him being a, you know, pretending to be Momo's father to keep him safe and all that stuff. And yeah, he slowly starts to, or he, slowly gets back up and then pretty much Kaido is just like dude like what are you doing like like what would these extra seconds matter and then Kaido just brings the freaking blade just straight down just uh, right into Kenimon's chest and basically just tells him like face your death like a warrior and he's like the problem with defeat is so few can accept it when it arrives and so as Momo, you know, Shinobo's carrying Momo away, uh, and actually going back, it looked because pretty much this chapter more or less seems like it confirms it, like, yep, you know, uh, Okiku and Kanjiro are dead, dead, and now it seems like Kenimon is too, so it was just kind of sad because I guess a lot of us thought that because he had a reason to live as far as like, oh, hey, he still has his wife that he promised to reunite with or whatever that he wouldn't die, but and this looks like he might be down for it, but hey, it's One Piece. Yeah, you, you know how, how we are with Death in One Piece. Freaking, uh, might get a cover page two arcs later. And it's like, oh, Kenny mine, you know, having a first first date with his wife in 20 years. Color page or cover page series or something. So, who knows? But anywho, you know, they kind of move on and... Momo had grabbed one of the Marys that are like a little frog. And he basically is telling everybody like, yo, my name is Kozuki Momonosuke. Hear my name, hear me roar. <laughs> Not really, but, but yeah, but you know, he's saying he'll pass on a message. And so basically what, ha what was happening is 
using seemingly the voice of all things, even though Luffy is sinking to the bottom of the ocean, he is communicating out and Momo is able to hear him. And basically Luffy tells him like, hey, I'm alive and that I'll return to battle. Keep fighting no matter how hard and painful it is. As long as you can still breathe, continue the fight. I'm going to beat Kaido. And so, yeah, then we get this like awesome panel of like all the straw hats, you know, obviously smiling and cheering like, yeah, Luffy's going to win. And then, you know, King and some other and who's who looking like, hmm, don't know. And then Kaido shows up to Momo and is like, yo, are you, some, are you satisfied, son of Odin? And then as Kaido gets ready to swing on them, Shinobu uses her uh, rottening ability and, like, you know, loosens the floor for them to, like, go down a level or whatever. And then we basically get, and then after that, we get confirmation that Luffy is getting scooped up by Law's crew that's on the submarine. Because, you know, they're, they're like, oh, is that a person? Wait, it's Straw Hat, you know. And then they're basically asking, like, how could he be speaking if he's underwater? Referring to, like, how could how could Luffy be telling Momo this stuff that he's saying over the speaker if he's right here in front of us underwater? So, yeah, that was, you know, a very cool moment. So, yeah, so Luffy obviously is going to be fine. Then we have a moment where we go over and we look at Nami, Usopp, and Tama. You know, like, and you know, Tama's like, oh my god, Big Brother's alive, blah, blah, blah. And then we see what looks like Zeus is now not just living in Nami's climb attack, but he has become her climb attack. So it's so it's basically like her like her baton has become a homie. So that's very interesting. But it seems like it happened, you know, that chapter when Big Mom's new storm cloud Hera was trying to eat Zeus's soul, and Nami had threw the little black balls over there. So I'm wondering somehow in that process, that's what led to Zeus or his soul or whatever inhabiting the baton so that's really cool that you know she does get zeus in some way seemingly but just not the way that a lot of people are kind of anticipating it happening which is classic older sometimes it's like okay you think you got stuff figured out but then he'll surprise you so yeah so then you know kind of moving on then we get you know big mom and kid fighting and then law shows up and basically tells Kid, like, you know, because Kid is like, don't tell me you're here to screw up and uh, interfere with my fight. And Law is basically like, yo, dude, grow up. Let's form a temporary alliance. And then we get to the end of the chapter where Yamato shows up and screams, Kaido! And then Kaido looks up and he's like, I think you mean father, Yamato. And then Yamato's like, no. I've come here to cut those chains. And the chapter ends. But get a chapter next week. So, yeah, so overall this was a good chapter. You know, just really cool. Just getting more more uh characters in place for stuff. You know, it, it, it took a while for us to get there, but it's cool that we finally actually gonna see 
Sanji versus Queen. And this obviously leads to speculation that, you know, then once Zoro gets healed, this will lead to Zoro versus King. And yeah, and then, you know, uh, Law and Kid going to team up against Big Mom. And then once Luffy gets back together, then it's going to be hopefully maybe Luffy and Yamato versus Kaido. But until then, I'm excited to see potentially Kaido versus Yamato, parent versus child. So, yeah. And, and I'm also curious to see, like, where things are going to go with the new Zeus staff, you know? So, yeah. Lot, lots of fun stuff, as always, with One Piece. But let's keep tricking on. Let's see, so next up, let's dive into Dr. Stone. So we got Dr. Stone, manga chapter 199, titled Super Alloys, as we get this freaking cool panel with the, you know, older-looking Suica in, a, like, a full suit of armor with this badass-looking sword. And so, yeah, just kind of moving on. And so, basically, in a, in a nutshell, I'm not going to go through every single point, but basically, this was a lot of the crew kind of, basically, as the title suggests, finding a bunch of, like, very important minerals that they need in their journey to build a spaceship. So, they end up finding the Perseus and you know, getting it out the ocean or the water or whatever but because it's been in the water for seven years obviously it's rusted so they're pulling apart the pieces to you know basically like repurpose them recycle them for other things <laughs> though we get this like really cool moment where they're imagining basically or somebody's imagining like you know, them recycling the stuff into like a giant mech robot Gundam looking thing. So, yeah, I just found that was kind of funny. But, but yeah, so they're up here making stuff. They've, uh, what did they, they've acquired stainless steel now. And, yeah, one, one of the important things they're going to use the stainless steel for is to be able to make canned food and better cooking utensils like you know like better knives and stuff so yeah so just doing small things to help in the grander scheme of things and so you know they we revive a couple more of Zeno's people and so they pretty much talk about how you know the spaceship we need for our mission to the moon for our moon mission still requires plenty of resources scattered all over the globe there's no time to lose we'll craft our new ship and continue with our world right worldwide treasure hunt then Zeno proposes shall we divide and conquer then Zeno you know talking about I will craft the rocket engine and then Senku's group will build a new Perseus and so yeah Senku agrees and he's like time's not on our side so the two science pros can't work together our buddy buddy and so yeah talking about basically <laughs> I like how they're like, oh, this is, you know, the uh, 
the scientist of darkness, the science user of darkness and the science user of light. So yeah, I just found it kind of funny, like super dramatic for for what they're doing. But they it looks like they revived a bunch of people because they founded Super Alloy Alloy City. So yeah, everybody's partying and having a good time as yeah, get like a really cool final shot of, you know, Senku and Zeno looking off, talking about science is how we'll stand against the power of the fantastic with this scientist, with a scientist of darkness and of light. So, yeah, Dr. Stone, another good chapter, stuff trucking along. It, it does seem like they are kind of like picking up the pace, or at least like have like a more brisk pace, which makes, I guess, you know, in some ways makes sense. It's like, hey, you know, we don't want to, you know, waste too much time going into like, oh, like where they found all these minerals and all this stuff. Which, oh, well, that was a bad example, but you get the point. Like, we don't have to go exactly step by step every single time. So, yeah, but I'm excited for next week because next week is the very big milestone of Chapter 200. So, we got to see what they have in store for us next week, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be something good. So let's see. So this next one is also going to be a pretty quick one as well. But um, but it's Jujutsu Kaisen, manga chapter 151, titled Perfect Preparation, Part 4. So, yeah, this chapter pretty much starts off with looking back at, what's his name, uh, Naoya, now, now, all his childhood, and he was just cocky, even as a freaking kid, talking about, I'm a genius. Everyone says I'll be the next head of the family after my father. Apparently, there's a black sheep in the Zenin clan. I'm told even though he's a man, he doesn't have an ounce of cursed energy. How awful that must feel. How pitiful must that person look, as we see freaking Toji. Just tall, towering just menacing looking so <laughs> yeah it's like okay yep don't you know overestimate yourself now yeah but then yeah pretty much like honestly like majority of this chapter is just quick panels hands flying as Naoya and maki clash and it, it's really cool just like seeing how his his like techniques and stuff for work and all this stuff because there's even like a thing on page four where it looks like he turned it into like a like a damn pokemon card <laughs> uh panel thing so it, it looks really cool and neat but yeah he is just like going in just like tossing her left and right speed blitzing all this stuff and he's talking about you know uh talking about you are not toji you know and talking about you know the sin of the sin of the uh, insignificant is ignorance of strength. No one understood Toji except for possibly Satoru Goji, Gojo. And he just keeps saying, it's not you. The one who stands with them is me. As like I said, he just keeps speed blessing and stuff. And basically, basically Maki shuts that ish down and more or less like one hit like once she matched it once she was able to like figure out what he was doing which was kind of work out then they kind of described it as like he was running at like 24 frames per second 
which is funny to hear, but but basically, like once she figured out his speed thing, she pretty much was able to talk him out or to knock him out in pretty much one hit once she figured out what he was doing. So, so yeah, so that that was pretty cool and pretty wild. But I'm pretty sure the fight's maybe oh not over. I don't know. We'll see. But either way. This was awesome, and honestly, this is definitely going to be, like, a hype episode. Like, whenever we get to this episode, whether it's season three, four, whatever, it's going to be ridiculous. So, yeah, let's freaking uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, manga chapter 151. So, I think the next one, maybe it's be the last one, I don't know, I'll see. But next I'll cover, let's do My Hero Academia, manga chapter 315 titled platitudes and so basically we start off with overhaul a flashback to overhaul and lady nagant talking and so basically you know he's like i know that kid the one who foiled my plan he's got a real severe case of hero syndrome and so basically he, he agrees to tag along on the condition that she's gonna help him get to his boss and so come back to the present day and that's what overhaul is yelling like i held up my end of the deal now take me to the boss now and so basically lady nagant's plan was to just fire a bullet at deku because she knew this his goody 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 two-shoes hero instincts wouldn't let that happen so yeah she fires a bullet at, at uh overhaul and Deku freaking zips around and stops it. And so we get a little bit more information about the third uh, user's quirk, Fajin. And it says, repeated movements build up motion-based energy for temporary storage and release. And Deku's saying, while getting shot at, I flexed and extended my legs to protect myself and store up that energy. Plus, one for all, 45%. Plus, centrifugal force, everyone in my general and my generation can picture it. The sights of all might moving faster than a speeding bullet. And then we get this panel that says, Fox 100% as he pushes overhaul out the way to save him from the bullet. And and so, yeah, so then basically, you know, we just get more of, you know, him and the third talking as he's saying, you know, I was using one for all at 45%, danger sense, smoke screen, black whip, fogging, and float. So he was using one, two, three, four, five quirks all at once. And then I switched them on and off in rapid succession, but it was too much to process all at once, and my body froze up. So... Yeah, then we get another Fox 100% Manchester smash as he zips past um, Lady Nagant, kind of grazing her on the side of her head as he's saying, you know, your gun barrel's busted. It's over Lady Nagant as he ended up, you know, kind of destroying her gun when he sent that attack just now. And then she's looking back thinking back on the hair commission and stuff and then 
as she's falling, Deku grabs her and he's like, you know, the shot headed for Chisaki was off by a little bit. And if you were really allied with All for One and his brand of evil, your very first shot would have hit my lower body and stopped me cold. You've known real darkness, so you gotta know there's a way to bring back the light. Please fight on our side. I can tell you've still got the soul of a hero. Which is fantastic words from our hero, Deku. And she's thinking and smiling. She's like, water guy. And then she's like, is Ziku Midoriya? And she's about to say, you're the real deal. But then we see like lines and cracks going through her face. And then something lighting up uh, on in front of Deku. As we cut over and we see all for one saying, the soul is far too fickle. Which is why I added a failure clause to your contract. And boom. Lady Nagant explodes. As Deku is screaming and she's falling. All for one continues. To the very end. You were just a tool to be used. Bring your bring your blessing of a quirk if you must. Alas, the hapless, woeful Lady Nagant. And then Deku is screaming out as we see some feathers coming in as our boy Hawks swoops in and says, No dying on me, Nagant. As we see, like, poor Lady Nagant, her body is just roasted. Like, we can't even see what the state of her face is because it looks like her... Honestly, it looks like her freaking face got blown off because her whole face is just blacked out. So, yeah. But yeah, the hawk swoops in and grabs her. And it looks like he's finally growing his feathers back because up until recently, you know, we didn't see no feathers. But it looks like they're slowly growing and they're still small. But hey, they're coming back. Can't wait to see our boy in full force with the uh, with the new set of wings. So, yeah, that, that was a, a wild chapter, and <laughs> part of that is kind of funny that, like, part of this is something I kind of called when I was on the My Hero Academia podcast a couple weeks ago, to where I had wondered if All for One might have some type of, like, fail safe or something, because we were talking about, somebody was talking about the possibility of, you know, maybe Lady Nagant switching sides and becoming, you know, coming back to the heroes, or what is she going to do? And then I mentioned, like, yeah, but what if All for One put a bomb or something, whatever, basically to ensure, that, like, hey, no, you ain't going to be changing your size with me. And unfortunately, that is what he did. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see how this is going to go. But I have a feeling next week is just going to be another great and awesome chapter. But yeah, so that's pretty much it for the manga stuff. Um, just just a, a little wrap-up talk before I get to the actual outro proper. But yeah, like I said, with this being such a freaking busy weekend and stuff, I'm just like, ugh. So, steadily falling further behind. But yeah, it was just so freaking wild and crazy to where I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, I am... I'm about to find a day or something because I got to start chipping away at uh, catching back up on To Your Eternity episodes because I think now I'm like four or five episodes behind again. So, 
Yeah, gotta chip away at those and wash those. Um, what else have I been doing? Um, still, I'm still still watching DuckTales, still loving it. That show is still freaking awesome. Whoops, sorry for the bump. But um, yeah, that that show series is still so awesome and it's such a good wind down show. At the end of the day, or if I come home from work, whatever, and it's like, you know what, I just want to just chill, watch something nice and fun. DuckTales has been that show for me. And, yeah, and, and I'm still slowly plucking away at Mass Effect 1. So, yeah, but I, I don't know, like, it's like, it's like, honestly, <laughs> the way I've been playing that game is like, I'll do a mission, get to the side of that mission, then just save it and turn it off. So very small chunks, but hey, we'll get this at some point. But I know next week, this coming Friday, we got the new Ratchet and Clank game coming out. So Mass Effect might be on indefinite hold once I get my hands on that, because I think I'm gonna put some try to put some serious time and attention into that series. So. Cause I'm, I'm I'm excited for that one, but yeah, I don't know if there's anything else I need to really wrap up. Um, like I said, I, I'm still trying to figure out like the best way and balance for me to do with this show. Cause yeah, it's I don't know. It feels like 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 this whole or this coming year is gonna be very important in so many aspects because so i think i mentioned this about a couple weeks ago or whatever but you know so like we're still in an apartment we renewed our lease for one more year so end of next summer next year so that time frame is gonna be very important in so many freaking ways because for one I'm still, the job I'm working now, I'm still in a contractor position, so hopefully by then, either I'll get brought on full-time, or maybe I'll find something bigger and better by then. I want to continue putting time and effort into this podcast as well, because for one, it's fun. I look forward to doing it every week, but I do kind of, you know, it, it is certain limitations of my current living situation that kind of makes this a little bit more tiring than what it than what it needs to be just because I'm having you know, to record at all these weird times, these weird situations and stuff. So that's like one thing to where I'm like, man, I want to grind and work my butt off over this next year so that when it comes time for a house I can actually get the ideal house that I want, if possible, because I need a I need a space to myself, honestly. Because you know we we've you know we're making it work with where we are, but it's just like, uh, you know, because it's like, man, okay, hey, well, hey, let me kick one of the kids out of their rooms to so I can record in there one day, or kicking my wife. <laughs> out of our room so I can record or if I'm taking over the in the dining room then it's also the always having to be vigilant because it's like oh well you know can't really lock myself into 
that part of the house because hey, somebody gets thirsty or whatever, clearly they're gonna come into the kitchen, which which is right next to the dining room. So, so yeah, so it, it just kind of crapping all around because honestly, I feel like a lot of this will kind of it wouldn't leave me so tired and drained all the time because you know if if I had like a dedicated space of like hey. You know, even if it's like a shared area of like, hey, you know, me or my wife can both use it if we need to, like, hey, have a separate area, that'd be awesome if it was like, hey, no matter what's going on in the rest of the house, if I knew I had this one spot that at a decent time I could just go shut myself in and record versus having to, you know, wait and, you know, here we are at, you know, past midnight again recording, but it is what it is, you know, I, I am, like I said, I, I enjoy doing this, and I want to continue to do this, and so, yeah, but, you know, like I said, this is my humble beginnings, <laughs> I guess is, is the, is the best way I can kind of phrase the situation now, but, yeah, best believe I am going to do everything to my ability to make this next year count because like I said this lease is lasting one more year and then there's going to be a lot of big transitions next year as well because um and, and honestly this might be more suited for like a separate episode but like next year my three older kids are going to be going to middle school hopefully fingers crossed and then maybe Vash will be starting school too. So it's like August of next year it's going to be ridiculously busy, ridiculously important for my life and family as a whole in so many ways. So yeah. Um, yeah. So I hope that those of y'all that are here early on, I hope that you continue to follow me on my journey and stick it out with me and you know see see where where things go where we end up because you know it might be a little rough ride a little rough go of it but like I said this podcast is a safe space for me to just hey talk nerd out vent all the above but but yeah, but yeah, I think I think I will maybe do like a separate episode just kind of as a time cap time capsule for myself for the future to kind of like revisit on a year from now. So yeah, but I think that's gonna do it for this episode. So I'm gonna take one last quick little break, then we're gonna come back and do our outro. All right, y'all. So that's pretty much going to be a wrap for this episode of the podcast. Uh, first off, I wanted to say apologies for any inconsistency with the audio because I'm kind of using audacity for parts of the show for the first time. And I just realized that this week and the last couple of times I've used it, it hasn't been actually using my nice, luscious mic that I'm recording on now. So, yeah, apologies for any stuff that sounds kind of crappy. I now know what the problem is, so hopefully going forward, everything will sound 
as good and clear as I'm hopefully sounding now. So, yeah, because honestly, that was ticking me off when I heard it on something I recorded last week. And I'm like, I'm like, this is a really nice mic. Why is my sound off? And then I happen to look and notice. Yeah. So, but hey, it is what it is. It is, you know, learning and growing pains. But anywho, as usual, you can follow the podcast at Dad Needs to Talk. And that's on Twitter, Instagram, at Dad Needs to Talk. And yeah, that's more or less it. As always, you know, like the show. If you can, leave a review so I know, hey, what you think of the show? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Do you want to be my friend? (laughs) Whatever the case is, you know, let me know. And uh, if if y'all want to write in, y'all can at, you know, with any questions, comments, whatever. My email is at, is, oh Lord, dnttpodcast at gmail.com. Apologies on that. And yeah, and I, I think there might even be a way on Anchor to leave, like leave voicemails to donate all that fun stuff if any of that sounds fun or anything you want to do you know check it out so but yeah I think that's pretty much going to be it for this episode um like I said you know still kind of playing around with the format and some other stuff with the show but we'll get there we'll all learn and grow together and yeah just thank you for rocking with me and tuning in and being here in these early days so let's go on this long journey together but yeah that's pretty much it for this week i hope everybody out there has a good week ahead and let's get ready for those of y'all that are excited about some video games let's get ready for a news field week of announcements trailers gameplay whatever the case may be i'm excited so yeah let's get to it so y'all be good do some kind of stuff but make sure you take some time out for yourselves and i'll catch y'all in the next one bye peace